right, welcome back to Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I'm your host again, David English, and I am here today with a dear friend in Don Jalbert. He is the uh, owner of Exhibit Associates here in Kansas City, and I cannot wait to dive into all he has to talk about today. He, uh, he is someone who has turned into a dear friend. Um, I have learned a lot about how to market my own company uh, with his social media presence he has online. He is a man who's not afraid to take risks if they're calculated, and uh, one of the most thorough individuals I've ever come across. Um, you guys are going to run with this, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So um, before I dive in and really break down all that's going on here, um, let me get a few things out of the way. Um, first, again, I am the vice president of Ad Trend Outdoor here in Kansas City. We have roughly 250 billboards in the Kansas City area, including St. Joe and Topeka. Um, now, we are a locally owned business, and we fight against these mega companies, these corporate entities, day in and day out, who have resources that we just don't have access to. National sales teams, national marketing forces, social media presences that, frankly, I don't have and I, and I won't have. And you know, again, we've been lucky. We've had some success. We've found our niche, our competitive advantage. And um, I realized that we realized that there are a lot of just phenomenal companies out here in Kansas City, marketing and advertising companies, like the one you're going to listen to today, that need a platform, need a way to speak up and say, hey, here I am. Here's what I can do. Here's why you should work with someone like me, opposed to that national corporate entity that frankly um, gets that first phone call but by default and I would plead to those individuals before you pick up the phone look at your local provider someone like an exhibit associates they are a top-notch company here in town and um, and I can't wait cannot wait to uh, get started talking to Dom before I do that really quick ad trend when I came to this to them with this idea they loved it. They jumped on board immediately and have asked to sponsor the first handful of shows. So um, quick shout out to them. Thank you for your support um, with your 250 billboards that we have in, in the area. Um, I ask anyone who's listening, if you have a small business, you're looking to promote yourself to the masses, outdoor advertising is definitely the way to go. My name's David and I'm happy to talk to you. Please give that trend a call. With that said, I'm going to jump in here. Don, how are you doing today? What's going on, man? I'm doing great uh, with that kind of lead in. I, don't know, I think I'll end here. I'll end on a high you note. Stop. We're and done. Stop. We're done. Three minutes in and it's <laughs> over, right? Um, tell me a little bit about, before we get into all of the business questions, about yourself, where you're from. Um, tell me a little bit about the business. How did you come across Exhibit? Well, uh, it's kind of interesting. When let's, and as I say, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. Because uh, I was born and raised in Rhode Island. Okay. And I joined the United States Air Force, traveled the world, had a great career, mission planner, uh, ended up in the Desert Storm, had, uh, like I said, incredible career, and then I ended up in a place called Omaha. Okay. And it's, it's a little cold in Omaha. Uh, I can only say one thing really has happened well there. I met my wife Amy there. And... Uh, immediately after uh, I got out of the service, I met Amy. We got married, moved to Jackson, Mississippi. The company I was working for uh, moved me from uh, Omaha down Jackson, Mississippi. And then I was getting promoted. There was no spot in Jackson for me. So there's either 
Kansas City or Denver. I chose Kansas City. Uh, and we've been here ever since. And that was in 1994 we came here. And what's interesting is uh, one of the, the, the themes uh, I always hear people talk about in business is being entrepreneurial. With me, it started as entrepreneurial because I was in the Air Force. You're not going to – there's no entrepreneurship. You're not building a new Air Force. But within there, we, I found a better way to build a mousetrap of what we were doing. And so uh, – which yielded benefits. I could show you my awards and decks from the Air Force that yielded benefits in Desert Storm. I'm like, wow, if you actually have an idea, speak up. Right. You talked about that calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I joined my, the company after the Air Force and I was down in Jackson, they moved me to Kansas City, I got here, and I thought, hey, there's a better way to do the mousetrap, and we actually did it. And then there was an opportunity to start my own company. And in 1998, a group of us went and started our own company. Within 18 months, we're up to 40 employees. We're hanging on for everything we could. There was such a rocket ride. Um, but I did take a buyout in 2003, um, did some consulting, was VP of finance for a wine importer, so finance and operations for importing wine, fun career. They always say if you want to make a small fortune in the wine business, start with a large fortune. Uh, it was kind of interesting. We did it with other people's money, but it was, it was very interesting. Enjoyed that. Uh, that got business got sold. And then did some consulting, and then a buddy of mine called me up and said, hey, Don, I got a – and this goes right into how I got to Exhibit Associates. And then what happened was a buddy called me up for my Air Force days and said, Don, I got a perfect job for you. He described it. I'm like, this is perfect. And my – when he told me, I said, why are you calling me? You're in Virginia. The company's headquartered in Colorado Springs. I'm in Overland Park, Kansas. Why are you calling me? He goes, well, the job's in Afghanistan. Close. My wife goes, I go, Afghanistan, while I'm on the phone, my wife goes, no. So Amy said, no. Um, but to give it, a, a few months later, I'm in Afghanistan. To put it in context, I landed in Afghanistan the day they killed Osama bin Laden. Oh, my gosh. So to put it in context, yeah. that's when. So everybody knows where they were on that day. All right, so I go over to Afghanistan. And I'm sitting here going, you know, I like marketing. I'm in the... I'm in the it's not a it's not a fun place. I'll just leave it at that. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I think marketing is something I, I really like marketing. My whole career it's always been about supporting sales, sales, whether it was information technology, software, or wine, it was always something about marketing and, and that aspect of it. And uh so what I did was I looked around at the landscape and I said, you know, there's nothing out there. I had a friend in the marketing business, so I said, let me call him up. Oh, but before I got back to Kansas City, after my stint in Afghanistan ended, he had sold his company. So that was out of it. Mm-hmm. So my, um, so the company that I worked for in Afghanistan is going to move me to Colorado Springs. Uh, I had kids in high school, really didn't want to move them. I had another friend of mine who was consulting to the original founders of Exhibit Associates. Okay. And he said, Don, come take a look at this company. You'd love it. I'm like, what is it? Now, he told me what it is. I came in after looking at it for a couple hours. First call was to Amy, and I said, Amy, we got to buy this company. She was like, what are you talking about? She didn't even know I went to look at Exhibit Associates. <laughs> so, uh, and her first word out of her mouth was no. A few months later, we took the keys. Okay. And from that standpoint, we've been here since October of 2012, running the company. 
and it's just been a blast ever since. So what do you guys do what, well, here at Exhibit Associates? What I mean, what, what do you do on a deal? Well, the, the standard pitch is trade show booths, corporate displays, and museum exhibits. Okay. For those listening in the Kansas City area, uh, if you've been out to Arrowhead and you've seen the Hall of Honor, well, we built that. Okay. Uh, Truman Presidential Library, all the exhibits in Truman Presidential Library, booths for Garmin, for Hubble Power Systems. There are other companies that we are... We can't discuss because we work through a marketing agency. Sure. Um, but the ones we can talk about are like farmland up at up at um, the Sprint Center, now called, I think, Market Fresh. Right. We, we design, built, and then installed that all from our single location here in Kansas City. We've also done the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago. We've done the Firefighters Museum in Denver. We've been coast-to-coast on our museum work and our trade show business has taken us around the globe wherever the trade show booth needs to go um we had a customer doing a trade show in south pacific wow yeah i volunteered wow. to go to do the setup <laughs> yeah if I all, they had, all they had to do is pay my airfare they they declined <laughs> uh but we we have a team here that does design fabrication installation it's a one-stop shop and it's a small team relative to our, we have national competitors like Adtrend. Yeah. They have the marketing resources. They have the ability that we could only dream about having. So we need to be better than they are on the day-to-day execution. Absolutely love that. Exactly. So, better than they are. Yeah. So that, I mean, so in a nutshell, we try to make our clients' concepts come to reality through a combination of design, fabrication, and installation across the states. Man, it sounds like if you're in... A, Kansas City for that, especially Kansas City yes. for that matter, and you've been to any of the multitude of museums or you know exhibits like that, you guys at some point had your hand involved in that in what people recognize Kansas City as. Correct. And in the museum industry here in Kansas City, there is not one museum we have not done business with. That's incredible. That's um, incredible. Now we may not be the primary. I'm not going to say nope. yeah, we've done the primary work, but everybody has called us, and we've done work for all of them. Uh, and one of our one of our favorites uh, we're in here, actually in town, is the Centennial Exhibit at Union Station, mm-hmm. and that was in 2014. It was the largest museum project since 2012, uh, and I was involved in that from beginning to end. Uh, I was my account. I sold it. Uh, I, I made the presentation. I'm the one who got the call, and there's when you get a call like that, and I was against local competitors. Union Station, to their credit, just went locally, and we built, beat out other local providers of that service. Um, but my, one of my favorite uh, museums that we do also is down in Fort Scott, Kansas, and I, I could go on all down what's going on in Fort Let's Scott. Fort Scott. We'll but I'll leave it at that. Podcasts, I'll right? leave it on that. I'll leave it on that. So I want to go back just a second because you yeah. said something that really struck a chord with me, and something we talk about at AdTrend, something that I think local business, locally owned, locally ran businesses talk about privately in meetings, and that is doing it better than them. Yeah. Um, what have you found successful? How, how have you found here in your organization, how, how does that accomplished? We bring as, and this may sound strange, we just had a new client, potential new client come in yesterday. Okay. And they did the Google search. They already have a trade show provider in Detroit, but they want to go local. And I know who my local competition is. Mm -hmm. I know who my national competition is as well. So they said, we're going to go look at company A, B, and Exhibit Associates. And so the sales rep handled it, and we try and get that 
team effort in the sales effort. So it's not an account rep with a shiny shoe, with a you know shoe shine, good smile, good presentation. Here's the designer. He's the one who's going to come up with the nuts and bolts and the widgets. This is the guy who's going to do the shop drawing to make sure that the fabrication team knows exactly what your concept to reality is like. Right. Um, oh, by the way, here's our show services, you know, our client services director. He's the one who makes sure that your, show, your trade show booth gets there on time. You meet those people. They're real people. They work. And we try to create a culture where... Any one of those people can walk them by. This could be a sales meeting right now. And if someone walks by, I just call them in. I will just shoot questions at them. And they're like, I have no idea why Don's asking me these questions. Right. But, uh, you know, we try to be as candid as possible in the sales presentation because our relationships with our clients are very intimate. We know their branding, their standards, what their markets are, where they're trying to go to. So they need a high level of trust. So we try to bring that high level of trust in the very first meeting. See, I think that's great because in all of the interviews we've done here, all the different podcast Mm -hmm. episodes, at some point, the guest that is with me talks about that touch, talks about that ability to not talk to a customer differently, but relate to them differently. You know, get to know them beyond uh, sitting on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you, you just did, I, I think that's so valuable because you can't convince me that someone in their big, to use your words, the, the shiny shoes, yeah. the shiny sales pitch, yeah. has the same passion for what they do, and that's the same drive for what they do, that someone who, like yourself, Owns the company, runs the company, eat and, eats and breathes the company yes. every day, every single day. It it it, it actually uh, in the sales presentation I'm talking about yesterday, I wasn't even in it. Okay, my sales rep handled it. Mm-hmm. The account manager, the, we have an account management team. Um, they came in, they did the Google search, and if you trade, if you do a Google search on trade show booth Kansas City, all the ads pop up. They're national players, mm-hmm. a lot of internet plays, which. Um, if that's your solution, you, you're going to get what you pay for. I'll just leave it at that. And then our goal is to be first in the organics on the Google search. So when it comes up, it's one of our. It's we want to be number one on the organic search. Sure. And so we'll get that phone call. Um, but I stayed out of it. Uh, the it came in on sales at exhibitassociates.com, and so Talon Young, she's she's here. Uh, she she direct, you know ran the sales meeting. She had designer in. She had client service director. The customers brought them out to the shop, and our shop is impressive. But if you're thinking you're going to be able to eat off the floor, no, we are doing work over there. We have forklifts running around. We have cut wood. You know, there's a lot of work going on, and uh, and but things are being built. There's amazing stuff being built back there, and that's when the clients are like, wow, these people know what they're doing. So who who are these? Typical clients of yours. I mean, it, it, for the sake of this podcast, let's uh, talk about Kansas City. Those can, who are those Kansas City customers? Um, what do they typically look look like? Why are they coming into the door talking to you guys? Well, a typical client is in a growth mode. Okay, being in a growth mode, they have challenges because now they're in, competing in a different arena, and their competition is at a trade show. And guess who else is at the trade show? Their clients. Mm-hmm. Not the competitor's clients, but the growth company that walks in the door. Your customer's customers. Yes. They're, they're at the trade show, and guess who they're talking to? The competition. And we literally, I'm not kidding, we had a client come in here and say, we're at X revenue, 
and our competitors are all at 2x revenue, we need to look like them. And we're like, well, wait a minute. Do you know what that entails? Because trade shows are not, they're an investment. But on the trade show booth side, over a five to seven year span of your entire trade show budget, it might be 10% of your budget with all the travel, the show space, everything you need. Um, so that growth mode, we help our new clients get through that growth mode. And if I can go one f- step further, Please. we had a new software company, it was kind of an inventory management company in the medical field come to us and say, oh, by the way, we have a trade show in 60 days in Chicago. We have a speaking engagement and we need a booth to make it look like we belong there and to um, get people to our booth after the speaking engagement, how do we do that? So not only did we design a booth form, it was a rental, we got new graphics form, we helped put their product on in the best light, we oversaw everything from design, fabrication, shipping, setup, after the show, dismantling, and putting it back in storage, but we also helped them out with their social media strategy. Because when it comes to trade shows, there's also a social media strategy that we work with our clients on. And because every major trade show has a social media presence and your game plan is to ride the coattails of that trade show social media um, existence. And I'll I'll give you an example. CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Sure. Biggest show. uh, Huge show. It's one of the biggest in the world. Right. Their social media presence is already ongoing for the January show. We have three clients that go to that. Now, this last year, a lot of people don't remember, there was a power outage at CES. So you're talking about Consumer Electronics Show, the biggest show in, the, in that world. Everybody from Garmin, uh, uh, Sony, I mean, name a brand you can find at Best Buy or Walmart. And like Anything with a plug on it is there, and they run out, they, the power goes out for three hours. Social media blew up, and we just rode the coattails of that. Because um, one of our clients deals with backup radios. Hey, you want to hear what's going on? Go. I mean, but we were on it like that because we're monitoring what's going on at the trade show and trying to help our clients out. So if they get any no, any notification or love from the trade show social media platform, yeah, um, we we yeah that we'll we'll just piggyback on that and help promote our clients at the trade show. See, A little different. The the social media aspect of that is. Um, a completely different animal, um, but yet this day and age, it's necessary. I mean, you've got to be involved in that way, don't you think? It's it's actually one of the things when Amy and I looked at this company and buy the company, one of our concerns was the dwindling impact of trade shows, which is not happening. They're getting bigger, and you can tell because in Orlando, Florida, Las Vegas, and Chicago, they're all adding trade show floor space, so they're getting bigger. Everybody's getting adding space because trade shows become more and more important. Right. But we were worried about the you know Skype, go to meetings. People weren't going to go to trade shows, but that face to face direct interaction with decision makers cannot be beat at a trade show because where are you going to go and see twelve decision makers in one day? Oh, it's the best. It's the best bat possible. It, 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 it is amazing to get that direct contact. Now, I'm not taking anything away from AdTran and what you guys do because I see your billboards all over town, um, and I will I will dispute the word lucky because you use the word AdTran's been lucky, and I I just don't agree. I don't think there's such a thing in business. No. Um, I just think it's hard work and preparation, and I'll use Exhibit Associates social media platform. 
It's phenomenal. Well, it didn't exist when we showed up. There wasn't one social media page for Exhibit Associates when Don and Amy Jalbert took over this company. You guys have one of the best social media presence for a, a company that is not a marketing served a marketing agency type company. It is one of the best follows yeah. I've come across. I've wow. seen parts of Kansas City on your social platform yeah. that have encouraged me to go to that exhibit. Thank you. We've actually, I talked about Union Station. I spoke about that yeah. before. They had an exhibit, uh, I want to say the King Tut exhibit. We actually had someone from Iowa come in and say, we're looking for the King Tut exhibit because I was promoting it so much. They, they thought, thought it was, it was out here. of his associates. <laughs> and we're like, what? No. And, uh, and so I shared that with the marketing director at Union Station and George Costello as well. And he was like, wow, that's, that's unusual. Um, and actually, George says, I got to talk to my marketing people because that's happening. And they're going to your place. We're not doing it enough. Man, if, yeah, if, if any of the listeners are looking for a great social media follow, um, Exhibit Associates is, is phenomenal. You really see Kansas City. You see trade shows, you see exhibits, um, and they're really helpful. There's a lot of good business advice that is passed down. I mean, it's a great follow. I would encourage anyone to jump on board. But we also are very, um, we try to be very real. Yeah, that's so, yeah, you are. And if you follow us on social media, you know about Lily. Yep. Um, Lily is a dog. We, I dog sit for her. Friends of ours go on vacation, so Lily is all about 10 pounds, cute little brown dog. We bring her to the office. So the hashtag is we all work for Lily. And what's funny is <laughs> um, we have her driving a forklift. We have her on a conference call. We have her doing design work. We have her sleeping, which is to make fun of our account management team. Um, so we, do, we, we have fun with Lily. We all work for Lily. Um, so it's absolutely a blast. She's been on our Instagram, our Google Plus, our LinkedIn, uh, our blog, and of course Facebook and Twitter. What's interesting that, about all this is our goal is with social media is, was originally just to get up in the rankings. Right. And then we realized, wait a minute, we have more people following us than we thought. So we need to show who we are. It's more about the SEO. I mean, it's more than just SEO. It's about when someone goes to our social media page, what are they seeing? Are they seeing fun stuff or are they seeing, well, you know, just the normal stuff that people put up? And we want to have fun. We want to show, uh, we did a couple of weeks ago, we had um, this fabric that we're doing down in Swell Park. Well, we had samples of it. And if you go, and the Swell Park thing was open spaces. It was a pavilion out in Swell Park here in Kansas City. And we had to wrap it in fabric. Well, we had some fabric that one of our, Brandon decided to wrap himself up in. And so we had this really bright blue mummy walking through our office. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a blast to do. And we started it for the SEO, but now it, it's become really the face of our company, which sounds strange because most people think your website is. But people will go to your social media. And I always say the best place to hide a dead body, page two of a Google search. But it is to keep us on the front page as well. So because if we're not telling the story, our our competition is, and nobody will come in that door and have an opportunity to experience what it's like to be a client here at Exhibit Associates. Well, I mean, it's obvious you'll work at it. It's obvious it's an intention because um, what you just said is right. The the, the larger companies, the national uh, entities that have those resources to just blast yeah. out whatever they can come up with yeah. whenever they can. Um, you have to stay relevant in your world, especially yes. with where customers are and the fact that some of your customers aren't in Kansas City. Correct. 
Um, you have to stay relevant somehow. And social, I'm asking here, I guess, is the best way yes. to stay in front of those customers. Um, it's definitely an intent that you've done. It is. And what's interesting is we have uh, marketing two marketing companies in the UK that does business with us. Guess how they found us? Social. Social media. Of course. Um, and they do. And so we have, uh, I can show you up in the break room, the feedback from their client. So it was this marketing company in the UK. They had a client doing trade shows. We did one. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what it would be like to work um, with, the, with the team in the UK. The second trade show we did for the same customer, we had the process down. Um, so they were, they, they, it was a good interaction. Good, I mean, it was always positive, but we always worry about new customers. But their customer loved the experience because we have what we call here, we have the client journey and we have the project journey. Uh, and so we map out where we expect the client to be at a certain time and where the project should be at a certain time. And we share that with the customer as soon as they come in. Here's, here's our project journey. Here's our client journey. Uh, because a client comes in, I talk about a growth company. Mm-hmm. Okay, here, yeah, we can do a little pop-up. We can do a rental. We can do something low cost. That co- will be the least expensive. You'll, you'll spend more on hotels at the trade show than you will on, on, this, on, our booth, on this rental booth. Um, but as you grow, here's what we can grow into. Because a lot of companies come to us and say, can you do a 10 by 10 booth that can get to 10 by 20? Or can you do a 10 by 20 that can go to a 20 by 20 island? And then not only that, then the companies start doing career fairs. Well, guess what they need for career fairs? Table throws and banner stands. Right. And we can provide that as well. So it's, it's not just about trade shows. It's about what else are they doing to grow their business? Oh, internal branding, which we call lobbies doing the lobbies. If you've been down at H&R Block, the Living Archive, right. that's one of our signature pro- products, projects here in town. Um, I mean, it's on their website. H&R Block has it on their website. So that tells you what they think of, the, of it. Henry Block loved it when he cut the ribbon on it. And then he, um, he said, man, this is really nice. I'd like to have my bomber jacket in it. Nice. Guess what? Eight months later, it's it's in it's in there, and actually, I put it up on social media a couple of days ago as an example of a great project we did here in town. So, start to finish, yes. um, you talked about your customers um, and the uh, the journey yes. that they're on, right? Um, give the listeners an idea. If I were to, the phone rings right now, yes, and uh, I'm a potential new customer. Start to finish, what does that project look like? Timeline. I mean, is that a is it a short fix, long fix? Is it? I mean, what's is there a cookie cutter? Uh, I wish. Yeah, right? I wish there was a cookie cutter. Sure. There is no such thing as a cookie cutter customer. Every customer has different needs. I talked about this uh, software company we had to do a booth rental for. The show just finished up in Chicago. They had no idea what they wanted, and they put everything in our hands. The client we came in yesterday, they're a trade show experience. They have a 40 by 40 in, in Las Vegas in November. They know what they want. They, they laid it out perfectly for us. Uh, but timeline, we react we respond to our client but we have milestones and we share those milestones here's the concept first we agree on the concept and we actually have a great customer of ours their trade show booth is on our landing page of our website at exhibitassociates.com they reached out to us finally after six weeks we get a meeting they said okay we're going to go with you guys after they called our competitors and they said we're going to go with you guys uh, first meeting with a designer and we laid it all out. You're going to meet with a designer. We're going to take notes. We're going to come back with a concept. The concept will be wrong. We do not expect the concept to be right. 
we're going to come back with modifications and from that point on it should just be minor tweaks and you should have your booth so it's two iterations okay to get there now that timeline it takes for us to do an iteration it takes a week to two weeks for that iteration but then it's getting on the client's calendar because the trade show might be in March so it's not a big pressing thing for them and we give them we need a final design deadline by X date and they they play to that now the trade show is next week and you don't know what you need want you're gonna have to trust us and we've done projects large very large projects in 10 business days no 10 calendar days one of our actually one of our one of our another signature projects we did was for Nike for the, um, the when the Royals won the World Series right. against the Mets. They, Nike called us on Thursday. Game one was Tuesday. They said, oh, we're going to build a store inside a container. The container's headed to Kansas City. We need it wrapped with, and we need a store put in it. We're sending five heat presses and 30 mannequins. So the mannequins all had uniforms of the major league Sure, teams. sure, sure. Plus, we had one for each for the Kansas City and the, and, and, and the New York Mets. And then in the container was the store. And you could buy Major League Baseball shirts, and they had heat presses, and we had to build all this and the graphics and everything. They called us Thursday. They needed it Tuesday. It's quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. And the Royals didn't clinch until Friday. Right. So we really did a little bit of prep work, but we couldn't get going until Saturday. And then we executed, well, I don't know if you remember this, but it was raining day one. Game one, it was right. drizzly. So Nike looks at me and says, we need a tent. So we need to find, in a couple hours' notice, a 40 by 40 foot tent to cover the container and the mannequins that are outside. Now, in game two, it was beautiful and sunny. We got rid it's of the great, tent. It was a great day, but game but, one was raining. You're right. Yeah. So uh, that was Thursday, and we had it up on Tuesday. One other project from uh, University of Nebraska, they called us, and we had... 10 again well actually 10 calendar days to put something up in power and light for the women's ncaa volleyball championship okay and we designed it built it and installed it and then we brought it back here and then now it's up at the devaney center in lincoln nebraska at university of lincoln and if you look over in our conference room you can see the volleyball that's one of the um, things from the volleyball so if you have to turn something around quick you can we got the team you have the team if you have the ability to sit down with the client yes. over months. Yes, you can walk them through their journey yes. of what that booth looks like. You have the ability yes. to do both. That's actually very good. But what's interesting is on that journey when we we still have the compression time. Right, we still go through the journey steps. So that's important. That's really good for people to know. We we still check the boxes. Right, we don't want to miss anything because there's an investment they're making. Right, their money and plus when that event happens. There's no going back to that event. There's only one game won in the World Series every year. And if Nike had missed it, that would have been a failure on, on their part. Not on our part, because nobody knows. I mean, this helps Exhibit Associates, but when game one happened and there were, Nike wasn't there with their store to get custom M- M- Major League Baseball shirts done with, the heat, with your name on it, it's Nike's failure. And right. so... We have to execute on behalf of our clients because they trust us to do that, and they pay a premium for that turnaround. I think you get that passion that you talk about. You know, the, yeah. the, the, as a again, I'll go back to it as a local company. You, yeah. that's that's the passion we keep talking about and keep going back to. Yes, you got to have it. You have to, especially have especially when you're competing against the major players. Yeah, and you're building a brand, and you are 
out there on social media, you're doing the mail blast, you're doing direct mail, you're doing all the lead generation you need to be doing, and you're telling that story, and then you look and you see your national competitor has just done something that you wish you could, you had the resources sure. to do, and you're like, okay, how do I compete against that? So the the hard question is, I mean, with all that's out there, yes. I mean, we talk about competition a lot. Yes. We talk about being better than yes. them a lot. Why? Why you? Why? What? What? Why? Why should a customer trust you when there are a myriad of different options out there? Well, every client's important to us, um, and we try and convey that in the meetings over the phone, and we try to do that with absolute candor. And I'll give you an example. We there was a, I talked about Fort Scott. Right. Well, the designers for the Fort Scott Museum are out of Santa Monica, California. So the guy called me up and said, hey, we're looking to build a museum in Fort Scott, um, Kansas. Kansas. And I'm saying, I've been to Fort Scott. And I'm like, okay, Fort Scott. So I'm sitting there, and, and so the guy runs through what he's trying to do. And I said, okay, but i, I got to ask, why Fort Scott? And then he gave me the background information on it. I was like, that is a very cool story. That is an amazing story. Um, reach out to me at Exhibit Associates. I'll share the story with you. And I said, if that's what you're trying to do, there, and I told him, there's only two other companies locally, if you want a local company, who can do what you're asking. And I gave him the names of those two companies. You know, because I, I don't want him wasting his time. And I want, you know, because if he's done a Google search to find me, my client has done a Google search to find my competitors as well. Right. And I'm not going to pretend they don't exist. I, you know, that's who we compete against locally, but we have the national players as well. So we... Why us is always a great question, and we ask ourselves that every day. Um, every team has great designers. Every team has a services department. Um, we try to bring the passion of the project into the room, tell, show them what we're capable of. Uh, our sales team, our account management team, uh, loves what they do, especially on finished projects. It's amazing to see, and they bring the, the the last project we did, they bring the passion of the completion of that project into the next sales meeting. Our designers, they love seeing, we send them to trade shows so they can see what their design looks like going up and on the trade show floor, because a lot of times they don't get to see that, which sounds strange, but that happens. No, that doesn't sound strange at all, because we work with a variety of designers for our boards, yep. and they constantly, they want feedback. Yep. They want to see their board up on, yep. so we'll take them out past the board, we'll, we'll show them yep. where it is. Yep. That exposure for the design team is, is important. Uh, you walk into their office and you see on a, one of the walls written, um, take care of your customers, otherwise someone else will. Yep. And it is obviously a um, subject matter that yes. is discussed here, the importance of taking care of those individuals. Yes, on a regular basis. Yeah, I, that's, I mean... We, we have, we actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we, we have our, our motto, our, it's almost a mission statement, and it's a belief, is your brand, our business. Yeah. Love so it. it's your brand, but our business is making sure that brand is represented correctly. If it's, you're a fun company, we want the booth to look fun. If you're a serious software company in the medical industry, it's got a different look and feel than a company that sells um, toys. So we try to re make sure the brand is represented correctly. Underneath that, internally we have two things that we share with the customers. Positive customer experience. Our customers gotta have a positive customer experience here. Nothing to do with pricing. 
that it's not cost related, it's not low cost, it is did they have a positive experience, did our team execute correctly? And the other one is, was our estimate on, on the money? Because that keeps us in business, right? right? And then that's, that's important that our estimation process is correct because we have to be competitive against our competition. So we can't overprice because then our competitors will undercut you. Undercut you, but maybe their price is on the money, and we try to get you know, and where our pricing is wrong, you know, and and that's not good. But on the other side, we can't lose money on a project. Can't either. leave money on the table. You, you have to you have to know the value of what you're doing. Value of what we're doing. And I, I don't want to say leave money on the table. I, we price it, and if you have a budget, we can fit. We can hit your budget. That's not a question. Well, actually, we have leasing options. You can lease a booth with a three year buyout um, if cash flow is an issue. Um, so we have that option available to our clients. We try and cater to our clients' needs every time they call. And we try and think of what their, what their issues on the show site will be before they can. Because if, it's their, if they're a growth company, we're running this a lot, have they handled large crates before? Have they dealt with the unions at the trade show hall before? Have they had issues in Philadelphia? Is everything going smoothly? What, do they, you know, what problems are they having? And we try and tell them, here's the challenges you're going to have by doing this. So a new customer comes into here and they're going, well, we have a, 10, a 20 by 10, uh, 20 foot inline booth and we want to go to a 30 by 30 booth. Our first, one of our first questions is, do you know what that entails? Do you know the shipping that's going to be involved? Do you know the setup? Do you know the material handling? Because it, it, it just goes, the price goes up. It's an expensive investment for our clients and we try and be as candid up front and try and mitigate those costs as much as possible. How do we mitigate it? We use lightweight materials. Um, we make it easy to set up. Um, anyone can put 100 sticks of aluminum in a box and then have them set up for three days, make it look like a jigsaw puzzle. But if you can have it so it's easy to set up mm-hmm. and keep the weight down you know, and make shipping less expensive because you don't need that many trucks, that's a win all around. Right. So, and we focus on clients a lot. Um, so I've loved having you on. Um, really quick, because we're wrapping up. Thanks. Some people, some of the people listening, um, maybe are potential business owners. They want to be right. business owners. They um, they've thought about that itch because they do work yes. at one of those mega companies. And yes. They want want to make. What advice would you have for that um, future business owner, that person who wants to make that jump? The you want to make the jump. Rule number one is cash is king. Sure. No question about it, cash is king. And if someone tells you that, and you, oh, I got a new client, I got all that, cash is king. Second thing, be prepared. What I mean by that is be prepared to be uh, vacuuming the floors, emptying the trash one minute, and taking a call from your largest client the very next minute. And if you can't wear those multiple hats, then don't do it. Because here at Exhibit Associates, one thing I've learned to do is drive a forklift. Right. Um, now, I, when I got my MBA at Rockhurst, one of the things on that course was how to, there was not a course on how to drive a forklift. <laughs> you didn't take a driving test? I did not take a driving test, but I learned. And there are some things, our guys, there are a lot of things our guys in the shop can do I, would, I could never do. Our designers, they're amazing. I tried to learn their tools that they use. So forget about it. It's not me. But I can drive a forklift. But be prepared because there's so many hats you're going to be wearing, you can't even begin to fathom it. Is it fun? Yes. If you have a passion for what you're doing, no day seems like work. That's great advice. And you're right about the hats. I mean, it is – it's something I think people just – 
don't expect. I'm the boss. I'm the owner. I'm going to sit in the big, nice office, no. and I'm going to do paperwork all day. And everyone else is going to be busy. And yeah. I, uh, um, and I tell you what, it's the theme of a lot of what you know. Individuals sit down like yeah. you and say, "It's man, you're going to be emptying the trash. Your your job is going to be shuffling the snow in the winter sometimes." Oh yeah, I mean, yes, that's um, true. But you also have the benefit of. Um, your boss, and, and that's it's your company, it's your life, but it's your passion, man. Well, I look at it this way um, the pyramid that is a corporation, if you're the owner, flip it upside down, and you're on the bottom and you're supporting everybody. Well said. Um, and you know, and and they're there for you. Um, probably the, the biggest, actually, the biggest advice I can get is allow avenues for feedback that aren't direct to you. Yeah. Because if yeah. you think you're right all the time, you're missing something. Right. And uh, it's just, and, and, and it, it's it's a fun thing to do. It's a blast. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. And we we here at Exhibit Associates, Amy and I, uh, have so much fun doing this. Well, you guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, I know you're busy, um, but again, the taking the time to sit down and do this um, is, I mean, it's really appreciated. And I hope you understand that. Really quick, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? I will say sales at exhibitassociates.com. Sales at exhibitassociates.com is the best way to get um, go to our website, and there'll be a link on there, but it's sales at exhibitassociates.com. That's the quickest way to get in touch with the company. It goes to a group of people. You will, you will get a quick response. Um, but I'm all over social media. Not only is Exhibit Associates, Don Jalbert is my handle on Twitter. It's my handle on Instagram. It's my handle on uh, Facebook. So... Hey, I'm, I'm, you can find me. Just Google Exhibit Associates and Don Jalbert, and you'll see me all over the place. If you do find him, wish him happy anniversary. I believe tomorrow he's been married 25 years to his wife, who also is a owner here. Yes, yeah, so she's actually the president. President of the company. So if you find it, wish him happy anniversary, and um, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Again, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Please do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Share the podcast. Send it out on your social media. Um, I want as many people as possible to get a hold of this thing because I'm honest in what I say. I want it to be this platform for people around the Kansas City metro and beyond um, to to voice out and, and talk about local companies here in the area because there are some powerhouses that we have here, um, some great, great companies. Exhibit Associates is definitely one of them. And um, tune in next week. Um, I'll drop the podcast on, I believe, Tuesday, and we can um, – Definitely meet a new guest and we'll have a great time. Until then, subscribe to the podcast and I will talk to you later. Thank you.